0: Hey everyone, I'm your host, Kynan Marlin, and for today's podcast of on Life, I'm joined with Mario Vasquez and Alex Seifert. We have a lot to cover today, including what we now believe we got wrong from our preseason predictions, um, and what we got correct from our preseason predictions. We have the LeVar Ball Junior Basketball League, which may or may not start up, and we are going, but we, today we are going to start off speculating about Anthony Davis. So in Anthony Davis's uh, recent article that Adrian Wojnarowski wrote about him, um, Davis said, and I quote, "It's not all about the money. It's not all about. It's not about having fans. The most important thing to me is winning. That's what. So that's what he said. And it appears that winning is all he's really concerned about. But do you guys believe that New Orleans is really a place where he can succeed?"
1: I think I think New Orleans could be. I mean, they they have as as much of a chance as anybody else every year. Um, <clears throat> you know, in that article, he talked a lot about playing with Boogie Cousins as well, and how it, it was a big learning curve for him to be able to do that, and that he feels like he's playing better. It, it seems like the league has has passed by on big men, and so the question kind of becomes. Is Anthony Davis somebody you build around anyways?
2: Right, you look at this team and you look at this dominant duo of big men, it's something that we haven't seen in a long time, if ever. The stats they put up is just ridiculous. And you see this team with Cousins and Davis, and then you add Rondo into the mix, and you have Drew Holiday, which was an all-star back in the day. You know they're They're obviously not performing to their potential and coming into the season a lot of people were saying it could be a potential sixth seed or such and now you see them just battling for the eighth seed but it's like every year we want them to make at least the eighth seed so they can play the Warriors again in the first round because everyone thinks they're like they're kryptonite <laughs> but I mean who knows if we'll get to see that and I mean we, we who knows about if you'll ever be able to win in New Orleans because it seems that they were playing better when Davis was hurt. I read this article on how everyone else's stats kind of went up. I mean, they had this next man up kind of thinking, like, oh, this guy, one more, he was putting up these great stats. Cousins was playing amazing. And once he came back, they started kind of losing again. So, I mean, who knows if this is a place for Davis to actually start winning.
0: Yeah. Um, so, this season, he's averaging 25 points, 10 rebounds and two blocks a game, and not only that, but he's shooting um, career highs and true shooting percentage, three-point percentage, and he has a career high in points in the paint per game. So, he's playing really well, but like we said, they have a sub-500 record at 15-16, and and right now, I mean, all the way from 5th, or all the way from, like, yeah, 5th to even, like, the 12th seed, it's it's really tight. From Sacramento to Portland, all those teams are just kind of hovering around the 500 mark to... Um,
2: Two or three games under it.
0: Yeah. So you could really see one of those teams, like, push up through. Um, my bet would probably be... Portland and Oklahoma City. I'm not big yet on Denver, especially with their injuries. Um, New Orleans, not really gonna believe it till I see it. And then under them you have the you have the Jazz, you have the Clippers, and I I mean if I had to bet on it, I would imagine those two teams would probably
2: it all comes down to injuries. Yeah.
1: Health for most of these teams. Yeah. I, I mean the thing about New Orleans is they, they do have dominant big men, and they have guys who can put up a lot of numbers. I mean, that, that was Boogie Cousins all those years was, you know, in, in fantasy basketball, you wanted him every night. But, you know, in real basketball, you didn't. He you couldn't win. Um, I, I think New Orleans might have to start looking at, at some of their coaching. How can, you know, how can you have two people that can put up these numbers but not give you the, the results at the end? and I think you know we look at at teams like the Spurs like the Warriors these these teams that have some coaching behind them the Celtics being another one it's not about guys just putting up these huge numbers it's about working as a team and you know you got to hold the other team down a little bit too you got to play some defense and that's how you you eventually win in this league
0: yeah so i mean if the Pelicans can't figure out what they're doing really, and say they miss the playoffs again. Um, I mean, right now Davis is in his second is in the second season of his five five year deal. Um, I mean, it sounds like he's kind of putting putting the team on a clock. How how much longer do you think he's willing to wait? He's what like 20, 25? I what he I think he's twenty six. Let me look that up. Are you in his
2: prime yet? So. He's only going to get better. But, I mean, I think Cousins is a little bit older, so who, I, don't, I don't I don't, think he's going to want to wait too long. If they don't make the playoffs, he's probably... he's Is he on the, it's like the last year of his contract, right, Cousins? I
1: don't know, actually. I, I'd i have to say, if, if Anthony Davis, if they don't... I think if they don't win a, a playoff series, by the time his contract is up, he's gone. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about them trading him already, knowing that they're not going to be able to re-sign him if they can't put together a winning season. Um, but but they haven't wanted to do that either. And I, I, from what I've heard, is they've had a lot of interesting offers offers for him, especially coming from Boston, who has a lot to deal. And they still won't pull the trigger, meaning they think that they want to keep him, they think that they, they can do something. But in this day and age, you got to show your players that you can win. And if you're not doing that, you know they're ready to go make a super team somewhere else, or at least try to get onto a team where they they can do something. And I I think that that's gonna happen here pretty soon with Anthony Davis. Yeah,
0: he's a he's twenty four right now, but what three years ago he was, or a few years ago when he made the playoffs, he was like top three for MVP consideration. Mm-hmm. And something that he talks about a lot in the article. Um, was that he doesn't like all these names being brought up like Carl anthony Towns, uh, the Greek Freak, Christoph Porzingis. He doesn't like all these names being brought up and treated as they're on his level, which I don't... I, I He was a tremendous player in college, and he's been really good in the NBA, but if he can't figure out how to put a winning team together... He could be bypassed by yeah. He's just a few seeing of these like, stars, just like empty stats. He's putting up kind of like Carl Anthony Townsend in
2: uh, the like a couple years ago when he was a rookie or his second year. How he would put up these crazy stats as well, but the Timberwolves wouldn't win. But I mean, Anthony Davis. He puts us. He puts up these crazy numbers, but. I mean, it, it could just be like a high usage rate kind of thing because they cannot win basketball games to save their lives like, as much as they want to. If they're hovering yeah. around the 500 mark all season long, it might not even be enough to make the playoffs. And...
1: Well, I think with Davis, too, you, you have something where he is, you know, he went to Kentucky, which is where Towns comes from, too. And so you have, you have that kind of rivalry going there as, as far as where you come from. But he was also, he, he won the a gold medal too, I believe. And, and that's yeah. something that a lot of those other guys. And I know, you know, sometimes we, maybe we belittle a gold medal a little bit too much, but you know, it is a championship still of some sort. And, uh, um, yeah. I think he took a lot of pride in doing that and being on that team. And that was the team that was supposed to be the second coming of, of the dream team too, I believe. So, um, I think he he's saying, "Hey, I have accomplished a lot. I do have these numbers," and, and to be fair, those guys that he's saying I don't want them on my level, they haven't really accomplished much either in the league.
2: Yeah, but that's true. That's, I think he's like a
1: like the top tier, like
2: power forwards and centers. I don't. I wouldn't put Carl Anthony Towns at his level yet. So the fact that he just plays no defense whatsoever for some yeah. reason, and Anthony Davis can play on both sides of the floor, so I'll put him and Cousins in the top tier for big men
0: if I had to take anybody out of that group that we named right now I would still probably take Anthony Davis but you know if you look down the line um maybe he's the best of the big men and will be for a while but for Giannis right Giannis I (laughs) I mean, they're they're winning now but I mean they have a better team for sure
2: and even the Knicks now they're they're like three games over 500 aren't they like Board games, I believe. I think they have a better record than the Pelicans. And I mean, that you look at their roster, there's, it's not like, they don't look that good on paper. It's for, for seniors, you have Courtney Lee, and they've been struggling with injuries too. Yeah, Tim Hardaway's out, and it's
0: cancer. I mean, as cancer's in. Yeah, so the Knicks are sixteen and fourteen, and they've got that
1: eight spot. Yeah, still better than the Pelicans.
0: And the Pelicans, <laughs> like we said before, are fifteen and sixteen.
1: I, the thing is, is that you have a lot of big men right now that are getting a lot of this focus, and I do think Davis is kind of lost in the wash in New Orleans. He's he's not, you know, New Orleans isn't known for its basketball. I would say the Saints are doing really well right now. The you know everyone knows about Mardi Gras. The, the Pelicans kind of get you know washed away, and you have you know um, Embiid with the Seventy Sixers you know, everyone's talking about him. Everyone's making a big deal about him. And I think Davis is kind of saying, Hey, I'm still here. I'm, I'm, I'm the one that, that that can do everything. I'm the one who's the best player in the league. I'm the one who's not hurt every three I'm seconds. I'm the one that can play 40 minutes and not like <laughs> <Right>. pass out. <laughs> and, and I think it's a fair statement from his, his point of view. I mean, he, he is a, he's a champion both in the NCAA and, and the Olympics. Like I said, he's, he's got a lot of, of awards. Um, but I I think right now his he's starting to realize his career is dying in New Orleans and New Orleans isn't willing to trade him and he's he's just kind of gonna to have to wait it out until he's a free agent.
0: Yeah. Um. So what he said, um, before is Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas took this team to the East, took his team to the Eastern Conference Finals and then they traded him. It makes you wonder: Does this organization really have my back? So when I look at that, I kind of think of a Kevin Durant-like situation where he knows he has to leave or he at least thinks he knows he has to leave to win. Um, for me, in his situation right now, um, he's not even close to being one of those top teams and they haven't been and they keep trying to add small pieces to it but it hasn't worked. I think that... If what he really wants to do is win, I think he needs to pursue that. And I don't think people would be as mad as they are for Paul George or Kevin Durant or LeBron when he left because those teams before they left, they were winning. They were top at least five teams consistently. But Anthony Davis, when you make the playoffs once, I I can't see fans at least around the league and not just from New Orleans, be very upset about that.
1: Which is a problem. So that, there's, there's two good points to that. I mean, basketball players, I think, realize more than any other athletes that they can single-handedly change uh, <clears throat> both a team and, and their own personal life by just moving. You know, there's, you know as a football player, there there's, there's certain places where you can go and people sign you as a free agent and everybody's excited, but you then just become one of 22 guys who are are there and maybe you help them out a little bit or maybe not. You know, it's not as big of a deal. Whereas in basketball, you as, you know, LeBron James found out, you can take a team to the finals every year just yourself and move and do things like that. And I think basketball players are realizing, you know, we have the power as professional players more than anybody else. It's not anything else that's going on. And and uh, for Anthony Davis, the interesting thing, like you said, is that he is this, this guy that everyone says is, is a game changer and can do all these things. But it hasn't translated on the court, so you're not getting, you know, how much how much excitement is there for him out there? How much are, is he really going to be, be needed like a Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant, I mean, his team was winning over and over again, and he, he did it. And I think... I think they're realizing, you know, just because you move, yeah, there's going to be some people that burn your jersey, but there's going to be a lot more people buying your new one instead, and he needs to kind of figure out what he wants to do, and and is he going to be that player that can change your fortunes, or is he just going to be the third guy on a super team that can help you out and get you there? You made a good
2: point, because it's true, we're we're yet to see if Anthony Davis is the player that can have that kind of impact on... On a team to really bring that winning culture to them. Uh, I mean, we we even saw last year with Westbrook. He, at least he brought them to like the sixth seed, right? You yeah. see it every year with LeBron, the type of infa- impact they have. Giannis, Kawhi, uh, you said Durant. I mean, they yeah. they can pretty much win games just on their own. And Davis is yet to show that. I mean, I mean, maybe once in a while he can put up like some crazy numbers and win a game, but he can't bring his team to the playoffs then. <laughs> You pretty much take that for granted when you're on a team with, like,
0: Durant or LeBron or something like that. And uh, when he says that the most important thing to him is winning, do you guys think that's, like, winning how the Thunder have consistently over the years? Or do you think it's winning, like, the Spurs, the Warriors, um, the Cavs once? I mean, actually winning that championship. What do you think is in his mind when he says that
1: again i'm going to go back to the point that he's a guy who has a gold medal he's a guy who has an ncaa championship this guy's not talking about winning in the sense of we need to be making the playoffs and and making a run in the playoffs he's talking about we need to be going for championships i i think if you were to ask me today you know where where is his best landing spot i think he needs to go to a team like the celtics that are competing in the East. He needs to go to a team like San Antonio that knows how to win. That can go and and do things in there. I think he needs to be part of. I think he needs to get into a, a culture that can teach him how to win with with coaching that can can know how to use his strengths and, and get him somewhere. It is. I I don't think he fits in well with you know a Golden State. Um, I I don't think the Thunder is. A, I don't think he wants to be part of like kind of a small town. Unless you have that championship banner waving in there, yeah. you know the the Spurs attract free agency free agents not because of San Antonio. They attract them because they have the the championships. Yeah, you know Boston can can compete. You know, can he go to can he go to a Cleveland and they use him correctly? You know, it's it's those kind of things that are going to need it. Or is he looking like so many other people right now going to LA in the future and trying to? to do something there. It's it he needs to be with somebody who can teach him how to win.
0: Yeah. I think um I think when I was listening to Woj uh video, he said that the Lakers could be competing, which is interesting with, you know, Paul George saying he's interested, LeBron rumors, and um, also with this. But uh again, you kind of have to dismiss those sometimes just by how often they come up and stuff. Uh, one more part before I want to move on. Um, I thought this was interesting, and when I was listening to ESPN Radio, they brought this up too, how um, Cousins and Rajon Rondo have affected Anthony Davis's personality since he's came into the league and what he's been kind of, like, tainting that, like, good, hardworking... Like, I'm going to do what is told to me kind of attitude. And so the quote I want to bring up from uh, one of the paragraphs from Woj is, As a franchise player, Davis has been largely naive to the powers of his position, muted in pushing management and ownership on issues surrounding the franchise. Upon their their arrival, Rajon Rondo and Cousins have urged Davis to use his stature to effect change. Davis never considered talking to the coaching staff about moving back morning practice times based on the lateness of previous night's games until Rondo and Cousins suggested it. So, (laughs) do you think that, you know, ultimately the pieces that they bring in that don't have the best reputation, like Rajon Rondo and DeMarcus Cousins, could end up passing on that negative attitude that coaching staffs and the Kings and other franchises have kind of talked badly about. Those two guys are, like, probably one of the players with
2: one of the most worst reputations in the league. I mean, Rondo has been said to be pretty much uncoachable for the last, like, three years. He's been passing around the league, and Cousins just... I mean, he's been said to be getting better, right, with the technicals and such, but it might not be the best um, uh, reputation there to
1: be influencing Davis, especially at the time he's now in his career. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think... I think if you're a good guy overall, you, you, two people can't really change that. And, I, and my thought here, too, is that him going and talking about, hey, can we practice a little later after a, a long night game isn't the worst thing that an NBA player can do. Yeah. Um, but I think that speaks speaks you know a lot more to again, him needing a coach that's gonna that's going to tell him no nobody's gonna go up to your great Popoviches of the world and say, Hey coach, I think we should move back practice. Because if you do, yeah. you're not probably gonna be on that team very much longer. And I think that's where it comes into being a winning champion, being being somebody who he's gonna listen to. And uh, you know these uh, two of them are Coach Cal guys. Maybe the Pelicans are just waiting for Coach Cal to finally give up on the Kentucky thing and yeah, and go there. But it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. You know, he's a Chicago guy too. So Chicago's supposedly rebuilding. Maybe right about the time his contract ends, it's it's going to go up there. But I I don't think these are these are bad habits necessarily as much as he's got to find somebody who he trusts and he's going to listen to and. Who can put him in a position to win?
0: Yeah, the only thing that I really have to say about um this last quote and this conversation that we're talking about is um, they always say surround yourself, surround yourself with people that you want to be like, so you know you don't hang out with a bunch mm-hmm. of like lazy people unless you want to be one of those lazy people when you grow up so I don't know if that's the best situation, <laughs> just for Anthony Davis, you could see it kind of wear off. But it just depends on, you know, how much the Pelicans kind of tick him off by not actually winning, and right. that that could be really toxic in the long roll, the long haul. Anyways, um, Anthony Davis was an incredible one and done player, but if there was another choice other than the NCAA would he have gone to that instead of playing college basketball? We'll talk about, the pos- about a possible other choice coming up next.
1: Hey, this is Alex Seifert, and you're listening to
0: High on Life. So LeVar Ball wants to begin a professional basketball league called the Junior Basketball Association for top high school graduates. This would rival the... Um, The recent phenomenon of one-and-done college kids just taking one year at Kentucky or, say, uh, any other school and then just going straight to the NBA since the NBA no longer allows that high school to professional leap. So he says that he would pay players a minimum of $3,000 a month for the lowest-ranked players and the top players would receive ten thousand dollars a month um (laughs) he is looking for 80 players to fill 10 teams and they are seeking nba arenas in la dallas and brooklyn and atlanta to rent out an arena and play their games in there um do you guys think this is a good idea (laughs) Or even an actual attainable idea?
2: I mean, it just goes back to um, the whole problem with the NCAA taking advantage of the players, right? If, you know, not paying them and whatnot. And also, I mean, he would obviously put... Um, what's his name? His son. The one that... Uh, LiAngelo? Yeah. I mean, he would probably put LiAngelo in there, right? Because he's a a not player or whatever. I mean... <laughs> I kind of thought he made a good point with how um, a lot of these players playing college ball, they're not really there to, you know, they're not like so-called student-athletes. They're just there to get the attention for the draft and whatnot because they're just one and done and stuff. So this would, but I mean, who knows how much attention they would get in this big ball of ground or whatever. I mean, if it, if it can even be done. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if it's the greatest idea.
0: Steve?
1: So you know my feelings about Mr. Ball. Yes. I mean, we we had a good discussion last time about him. Um, not a big fan, but I'm a I'm actually a huge fan of this idea. I think this is this can be something. Th- this can be well done if it's if it's if it's done right. We have a lot of students out there that that a lot of people who don't necessarily go to college don't want to go to college. Um, some of them have decided to go overseas. That that sometimes work, sometimes doesn't. A lot of the scouts are saying you don't get as much attention. time over there and as attention as much as you need. So why not have a league here that, that, that does that? I, I think we, we placate too many people, um, with this one and done. How much education are they getting at that point? You know, you can't get a degree in one year. You can't even get an associate's degree in one year. You can't, you're not making enough of a difference in these athletes lives. I don't think, um, college wise to do that. So, this This seems like another option that could be interesting. You could start earning some money, it's not a lot of money, but you could start earning some money right away. You could play against what would conceivably be the top talent of one and dones and see how you match up. There's a lot of questions I think that need to be answered though if i if I'm, if I don't do well in this league or I get hurt right away, um, you know what happens? I can't go to college anymore. Can I stay an extra year in the big baller league or am I now? Not, a welcome there, yeah, not welcome there, um and and I but I think it goes back really to the NCAA and, and they need to look at their one and done rule. I, I, I think I think that has been a problem for a lot of time. I think either people have said, you know, get rid of it completely or at least go to two years so that we have this kind of two year gap where they're actually in college. Um but I like this. I I think it's it's interesting. I mean, why are we Why are we faking that these kids are going to school when half the time they're playing basketball? And your top ones, as soon as the basketball season is over, they're not going to classes anymore, anyways, because they're getting ready for the draft and the combines and stuff like that. So, um, I, I this isn't a bad idea. I don't think.
0: I I think it's a good idea. And what kind of sparked this idea? I believe is that. Someone from the NCAA said, you know, they're not here to jumpstart their NBA careers. They're here to represent the colleges and the institutions, which really isn't <laughs> what they're doing. I mean, you can straight up just go to Coach Cal, and he's had, he's had a 30 for 30s done on like how he won't let great players come back for another season. Mm-hmm. Because... This is what, in a sense, I can see it translate to college in a different way. Instead of going there for your education, they're going there to Cal, Kentucky, Kentucky, Texas, Duke. They're going to these schools, and they're doing their college, playing one year, and then transitioning to the real life, which I guess would be the NBA. The problem that I have with it isn't the idea. I think the NBA should have players, if they're good enough, go from straight graduating high school straight into the NBA draft, because I don't see, you can pretty much do that in any job, really, right. I think. So, and this isn't a job where you need a college education. If, if it was a thing where you had to get your bachelor's degree or, Something I could see the point to go to college, but since it's not that, you know, it shouldn't be treated as like if that's a necessity. Um, so instead of having a league to buffer in between one and duns, I think they should just get rid of making it mandatory to go to college. You'll still have your great players like Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan went to college, all these great players went to college, but you know LeBron James, Kobe Bryant did it, and yeah, but wasn't... the rules might
1: have been a little bit different when when Jordan and Matt. We'd have to look that one up. I don't I don't know if they could go immediately. Okay. Um, but we also have some people that flamed out coming straight from high school into the league too. And yeah, you know your great ones like LeBron James. Did he need a year in, in college? No, but he's spoken highly of the time that he was in. Miami for those four years and said that was like my college that's where I went and I learned how to win I learned how to do this and stuff um you know Kevin Garnett it took him a long time to to win in the NBA yeah um are we serving these kids well by by making them go to college no I don't think so Uh, I don't think that you know college isn't for everybody first of all too and you have a lot of basketball players out there probably that Can't make it to a a university right away either, based on grades or what they were doing or things like that. Yeah. Um, How many are we missing out just based on that too? Um, I think that that's why either a no rule like you're you're pushing for, or I think two years. Two years gives gives these kids two years in college. That's if they're doing well. um, You know, they're either halfway through or about halfway through. Most of them probably take five years, so that's you know two fifths of the way there. Uh, it lets them see, like maybe they want to stay in college more. You know, maybe I want to earn my degree. Maybe I'm already halfway there. I can continue to practice my game. I can do things like this. um And then you'll still have the other ones that that can go straight to the NBA. But at least they have two years that if they, anything happens, an injury or something like that, they could always come back and be closer to finishing. Whereas yeah. in one year, you know, maybe you got twenty percent of your schooling done. Maybe you got. Nothing done, depending on how much you were actually going to class.
0: Right. Um, I just want to go back and say that I don't really have a problem with the idea of the league. Just the actual league that's being proposed. Like, the person that's proposing it. And there are a few more interesting... Okay, first they want to rent out arenas, which isn't cheap. Uh, They want to pay their players, which makes sense. It would be a professional league. But... I mean, the big baller brand is, it's worth $4 million, and he told Nike or some other shoe company that he would not be bought out unless it was for $3 billion. So there's a common, like, misconception that their net worth is $3 billion, which is grossly overstated because they have not sold that many shoes, and they're are not making that much money. They aren't good shoes. I mean, I know there are a lot of kids, and I've seen this in college, a lot of kids watch Ball in the Family or whatever the show is called. A lot of kids, like, idolize LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball and these two younger ones. But I don't understand why. And (laughs) their shoes are so bad that not even their son, who's under contract with them, wears the shoes. I don't know if he switch back, but they aren't the best shoes. And, you know, this family is just kind of delusional. I don't know how he'd be willing to pay 80 players at least $3,000 a month and rent out arenas. Um He would need a TV contract deal, which, even if he had one, how many people are going to want to watch Junior Basketball Association games
2: I mean, if over see.
0: college games i mean with college you even have people that don't care about basketball or football or baseball that just go to the games because hey i have a class with this guy hey i go to the school and we're doing well you know there's that pride there's that tradition and i could see it having a minimal impact kind of like the aau games where uh LaMelo went and they sold out aau games And I'm sure they made some decent money doing that. But I don't think it will have... I don't think it will be able to compete as well as college or the NBA. And that TV contract is really the make or break part of this whole thing. And convincing the top 80 players or 80 of the top 200, 300 players to come and skip NBA... skipped college... Do this league, knowing nothing about it, um, well, just kind of full heartedly trusting Levar Ball.
1: I mean, that's that's gonna be the thing. If you get the top talent, let's say out of hundred, out of the top hundred, you get you know fifty of them, even sixty. That's where the top talent is. Basketball fans are gonna go and they're gonna watch. And that, that's the thing. It, the question becomes, who can you get? And what can you offer these guys that colleges can't? The, right now, the best coaches are in colleges.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're, who- no,
1: they're, not, they're not there. So, you know, it's what do you have me to offer? Other than now, this is your league where if you were a person who didn't want to go to college, right now you'd have to go to China or Europe or one of those, hook up with a team on there, and hopefully you don't get lost in the shuffle over there. Yeah. This is a league that you're supposed to be able to stay home can be can still be scouted. Be in the U.S. Get everything that you need, and you're just taking that year off. I mean, if you wanted to as a as a top basketball athlete, you could take a year off. You don't have to play college ball. You can just take a year off, lift weights all the time, play whatever kind of pickup games you want, do whatever yeah. you want out there, and get ready for for it that way. I and with as many injuries as we see in the college game, maybe that's what people are going to start doing too. Is take a just take a gap year and see how that works for their draft
0: yeah uh, you just went back to the top 50 out of a hundred um, I mean if you're a top 100 prospect playing basketball um, are you gonna look to your left and trust Lavar ball or are you gonna look to your right and trust coach Cal or <laughs> I mean
1: <laughs> but but you also have to realize that that as we as we start to give more power to these basketball players in the league, they're starting to realize that at a lower level too, that I am the number one thing. So if I am the top basketball prospect and Coach Cal comes into my living room, yeah, hey, you might recruit me to Kentucky, but you might leave Kentucky tomorrow to go coach Anthony Davis with the Pelicans for all I know. So now all yeah. of a sudden I'm looking out for number one. Is number one, you know, do I play less games in the LeVar Ball League? Do I play more games? Do I play against my top rival in AAU basketball, and I want to beat that kid every day? You know, he's gonna to have to convince a couple to come, and then a couple more are going to because they think that this is where it's at, and then they're gonna start seeing and, you know, playing in Rupp Arena is nice, but playing in American Airlines Arena is a lot nicer too. So if he can actually pull it off, where they're doing NBA arenas and selling out to NBA crowds. Maybe.
0: Do you think he has the money to do all these things that he's talking about?
1: Nobody has the money. He's going to have to get investors. Yeah. The question is, will investors want to come and and do it? And will it... Don't underestimate the whole of (laughs) guy. You can truly get me his
2: attention. I mean, I think he can really pull it off, to be honest. He can really sell his idea. And I think people are like... it's, it's, It's a good point. I think people are really... They're going to buy into the idea because it's a good idea. A lot of players don't want to go to college because it's just the one and done. They don't really want to go to school. Yeah. And if you're the top talent, I mean, and you decide you want to go play there, I mean, I feel like people will follow you because you're literally like one of the best players in the country. So, And people want to play against the top talents to be recognized. and to So scouts will see you and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the problem, I too,
1: that we've had is that these one and dones... I mean I'm I'm really trying to rack my brain right now to think about one and done who came into the league as a rookie and had huge performances. I mean even as we talk about rookie of the year a lot of times it's not it's not always these one and done guys and it's not always these people who you know a lot of times they need to round into to an NBA career. Um it it's this may be the league that that prepares them more for the NBA. I don't know if that's true, you know, can you now that you're being paid to just play basketball, you're focusing on basketball, you're focusing on this team, is that easier than I'm focusing on basketball but I still have to show up for my 10 a.m. psychology class? Yeah. You know, it, and, and again, I don't know how many of those players actually go to class or, or do what they're supposed to do or, or everything like that, but most of them have to do a little bit or else the program gets in trouble and you're not going to the... To the tournament anyway, so um, it, it's it's gonna be interesting it's it's gonna be interesting to see what he can offer them that college can't and what colleges can can offer that that do, don't do it. but if if I were the NCAA, I'd be really scared right now because this might be taking your top talent in a couple of years. I'm not saying right away, I'm not saying you know next year or whenever he wants to start this, but if he gets this started and and people start to like it and start to come. Um, the NCAA better figure out something and figure it out real quick
0: okay um, one interesting thing Uh, so one of the twists to this whole league is that all the players will be wearing big baller shoes big baller jerseys big baller hoodies basically everything that they come in is big baller brand apparel Um, just want to go back on Lonzo Ball Even Lonzo Ball got (laughs) rid of his shoes and went to different Nike, Adidas's, Kobe's, like, stuff like that. Um,
2: They get the recognition, and they're playing in these big stadiums, like you said. They're playing against top talent, and they have scouts there. I mean, I don't think they'll care, but maybe it might bother some players starting
1: out, but, I mean... Well, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way this league is formed... And LeVar Ball is able to make everyone wear a big baller Brand because he's going to have to sell jersey and apparel apparel deals to the Nikes and the Adidas of the world in order to make money. Yeah. The, I mean, the NBA makes so much money off of jersey sales, but that's... And they're sponsored by... Nike. Right. And, and so if he's really going to make this league work, I don't think big baller brand is going to be the... Yeah, provider. especially
0: with their shoes which crumble and are cheaply made, poorly made. Um
1: I could see Under Armour coming in and, and making a bid to be the the provider though. They don't they have a few players here and there, but they don't have a big um Jersey brand. I can see this being their way in as well. That'd be kind of interesting.
0: Do you think LeVar Ball would allow to be kinda <laughs> allow someone else to, you know, Under Armour, to take his jer- his league's jerseys and go with it.
1: it. The interesting thing is how how much is LeVar Ball doing this because he wants his sons to be able to play somewhere that's not a college? How much is he doing it because he thinks that there needs to be something? Is he actually being the nice guy and saying, hey, I'm ready to do this, and how much money will he be paid as CEO of the ball league. You know, if he's, yeah. if he's the commish of this and he does everything, uh, he might make enough money not to need the jerseys as well, but he's a weird dude. Maybe he will stay by and that. He needs to be big Play, players
0: are going to have to trust him too. Especially not only players, but families sending their kids. Cause I would say overall, most families probably want to send their kids to college like throughout most families. Um,
1: but I don't, I don't But then know you people,
0: wanna, then you just want to give it to some random
1: I, I don't know how man. many of the one-and-dones feel that way. I, I really don't. I don't know how many parents sit there thinking that, well, I know my, my son is, is going to be one year in college and then be a basketball player. Everyone's told me that he's the number two overall pick right now. You know, oh, I really care about sending him to college. Yeah. Not one year, really.
0: I mean, but Kevin Durant was one and done. He went back, got his degree. Um, I mean, I don't know what Shaq... What, I don't know how many seasons Shaq played in college, but he went back, got his degree. I mean, there are... You hear about it consistently, and I don't think it's that focused on after just like, oh, wow, they did that. Good for them. But players do often go back and finish what they started you know they finished taking some online classes or because that's a big deal to a lot of families especially ones that ha- have never been able to afford college or well finish it, college and
1: college is a lot easier i shouldn't say easier it's, it's more uh accessible to people now because of online degrees right so as an nba player i can be on the road and i can still turn in an essay and, and get my degree um. I I just don't I don't think. I I don't know. I I, I just don't know how many of these one and duns really are, are going for. Boogie Cousins is a good example. He was a one and done, I believe. Yeah. Um, you think he's ever setting foot in Kentucky again? If they're not dedicating something in the arena to him or doing something like that, I mean, I don't think his parents sat there and said, "Ooh, we really need to make sure that Kentucky." Has bioengineering because that's where we, that's what he's interested in. I mean, I think they sent him because, oh, hey, Coach Cal's going to get him recognition and and get him out there.
0: Yeah. No, I I understand that. I'm just saying I think we're underestimating how many parents actually. I could be. Throughout the top 200, 300. I think it just depends on the talent level. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the times you can just talk to. A player and he'll be like oh I'm going here because this is the number whatever school the number five school and I want a shot at playing Alabama twice a year or whatever and on the other hand you know you can be talking to that same player and I go to his mom and be like yeah so what does uh, what does player A think about school B or like where is he leaning to right now and she'll say, yeah, he's, he wants to go here, but I don't know if that really works with like, the major that he's... I don't know if that school fits with what he really wants to do. You
1: could be right. And, and it, more parents could be in the... I, I think it's less of a basketball thing than, than other sports. Yeah. And um, there's probably multiple reasons for that. I think one of the things is, and, and one of the really, really big things is, is that you're talking about a sport that puts you in there for one year as opposed to, like, football where you have to go for three. Yeah. And so it's a lot – you hear a lot more football players going back and finishing their degree, and a lot more football players staying through their senior year, even coming back and doing some graduate work because they'd rather have that fifth year of of play time. If they were a
0: redshirt. yeah. Right.
1: And you you don't hear as much about it from a basketball point of view. And again, I think the NCAA. That's that's why I think the one year rule hurts them, because you don't have as many people coming back. You don't have as much focus on the academics part, as far as and that's just that's an that's an outsider view looking at this and and seeing it. I don't know how many in the NBA actually do come back. I think I think it's it's got to be the lowest sport though. Basketball it has to be the lowest. And I'm talking mostly men's basketball, yeah. Because women tend to stay for their four years. Men's basketball, I gotta think, would be the lowest overall. Maybe baseball. Even baseball, you get, you have to stay. Baseball, you can go in as a high like, school, yeah. And so you have to st- you you stay four years. If, usually, if you go to if you go to college, if you're not if you're not going to. If you're not getting drafted straight out of high school, most of the time you're staying four years. Yeah. I think. That'd be an interesting one. We'll have to look up the stats for that next time.
0: Yeah. Well, anyways, we're going to be talking about what we got wrong and right before the season started in this upcoming uh, segment. So if you're interested to see where we failed and hear us pat ourselves on the back, stay tuned. This is Marty Vasquez, and you're listening to Kai Online. So before the season started, and even before the Carmelo Anthony trade and uh, the Kyrie Isaiah Thomas trade, we made some predictions during the summer about standings and NBA awards that we thought would happen for this upcoming season. Um, So we'll talk kind of about what we've gone right this season and what we've gone wrong. And to start off, I would like to say that I got Lonzo Ball's shooting and defensive struggles correct, and Ben Simmons as Rookie of the Year, I'm pretty sure I got that one locked in. All right.
1: <laughs> the Lonzo one wasn't a hard guess, so though. <laughs> he's been shooting pretty well the
2: lost like 10 games. I mean, he? he's, he's been like in the... Or his... For the year, he's still at, like, 30,
0: what, 30... 30, like, three. <laughs> he's cut up the threes. 34%. He's, he's cut up
1: the threes more these past yeah, yeah, ever since it's LeBron like, told him to
0: start stop shooting threes.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think in the last few games, he's been over 40%, at least. And, I mean, he's definitely proved that he is the all-around talent that he was set out to be. But, yeah, I mean, you were right about the shooting struggles. But, I mean, as, as of right now, what do you think is, like, a, the, the top five rookies? Like You have, like, Ben Simmons, Tatum... Um, I will have Kuzma over here. Kuz, over yeah. Um, ben Simmons. Uh, Is he rookie?
0: Donovan Mitchell. There you go. That's and four. so that's four. Who?
2: I don't, I mean, Smith Jr. has been hurt, right? I think.
0: Yeah. He started off really well and then dipped a little bit.
2: Markkinen's a rookie, right? Who? Markkinen on the Bulls. The, the white guy. The tall white guy. He can shoot threes.
0: Laurie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's that guy from team. U of A.
2: Yeah. He did pretty good, but he also got hurt. Yeah. yeah I think Wallace was, like, borderline, like, like maybe, like,
1: number seven number six. But well, he, he does have less talent around him, too. I mean, that's, the Lakers are a bad team, and uh, anybody who thought he was going to go there and make the playoffs with with them was was out of their mind. To he's start better than Steph Curry. He's the, he's the first step in... A long process. I'll have to say, I gave my rookie of the year award early on to Jason Tatum. He's he's kind of proven me right. a top three. Even even though you guys laughed at me, said he wouldn't get on the court. <laughs> just the had to just had to break dreams. his ankle. The <laughs> uh, the basketball gods watched out for me on that one. <laughs> they made they it's made a, it a little painful one. for one other player on this team, but. <laughs> He he's been doing really well, and he he seems like he's one of the more prepared players. He's extremely talented. He's a really good yeah. player. He
0: he w- I I thought he was always a good player. I just didn't think that he would get thought thought enough Jackson playing time. Well, and remember he. I thought Josh Jackson was better on defense. You wanted <sighs> you wanted the Celtics
2: to stick him over him, Kai. Okay.
0: No, I wanted the Suns to pick him.
2: No, I thought you, said you wanted Josh Jackson to be like number three.
0: No. Well, t- Tatum yeah, was an I said interesting I one. The Suns to get. I thought. The Suns fit better with Josh Jackson. <laughs> Josh Jackson
1: sucks. Yeah, <laughs> Tatum was, was interesting <laughs> because there were a lot of people in Boston who did not like that pick, and 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 kind of thought that they should have gone somewhere else with it. Or, yeah. or we're really hoping they trade it out. But um, he's been a nice little piece and probably a, a big reason for their success too. I think so. Um, again, you didn't you didn't think he'd get there, but he's. It's a good thing that he was their pick because. Once Hayward went down, they needed somebody like that to step up.
0: Yeah, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have really Mm -hmm. stepped up for this team. And you know, not even, like every night, Jalen Brown could go from one night scoring two points to the next night scoring 20.
1: We should probably talk about our MVP. Um, I, I thought Kawhi had a good shot at it. Obviously, this injury that he had is... Has really derailed that. He's, he's slowly working back in. Probably too late for him to try to even get into that race unless he does something incredible. Um, but both of you, you and I kind of said LeBron could do it as well, and that's the one there. He's, uh, he's up there. Um, Probably slow down, though.
0: If I was changing my pick, uh, this is one of the ones I actually put that I had wrong. Um, I would say that LeBron will not win MVP and that James Harden will win MVP.
1: I'm surprised you went Harden as opposed to maybe a Kyrie who's in Boston and, and doing you know, was a big part of their win streak early on and I know he slowed a little bit, but
0: I mean just with James Harden and this strong start that they yeah. have and you know, being first in points, second in assists.
2: I don't think Kyrie's putting up the stats. I mean, he's putting up like
1: 24,
0: 5, and 3. I, I also don't think that they're dominating. You know, they, they, they have a lot out. of comeback wins. Mm-hmm. They but do. overall, the Rockets... But he's a big
1: part of all those comeback wins. So he that, is. That's
0: big news. But the Rockets have blown out teams consistently. That's yeah. true.
1: Yeah. But sometimes people don't... The MVP voters don't like when you're blowing out teams as much as when you're...
0: It works for Steph Curry. It's true. But they do like
2: the the clutch time performance or whatever. Yeah. Kari has been pretty clutch. But still, I mean, it's more of a team success success thing. I mean, who do you guys think is averaging the most assists on the Celtics?
0: Uh, (laughs) I mean, I don't want to say I feel like it's a (laughs) trick question, and I don't want to say it's Al Horford, but. It is
1: Horford.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of like the same way, though. Like, I mean, you can look at the Spurs and say. I mean, okay, okay, I I knew you guys were going to say this. But you can, and then
2: you can take him back all the way to the Cavs years. And people always said that Kyrie didn't have good numbers because of LeBron. Yeah, and I no, changed him, and you get rid of LeBron, he's still not putting up the greatest numbers. And I guess it's still more of a, a team success type of things. I mean, know, Brad Stevens is a great coach, so he gets the most out of every one of his players, so everyone contributes. But I mean, for an MVP type of thing, I don't think they're like the, a the, the dominant team like the Warriors were, where Steph Curry got it. Yeah. So it's not like a, the best player on the best team type of thing. I don't think they're that dominant.
0: They might not even finish first. Uh, as the first. Yeah, that's You why. know, the Raptors are right behind them. The and Cavs the Cavs too. struggled early on, but
1: their Thomas is coming back. Yeah,
0: they're right there right now. So The
1: the best question if Harden wins MVP is, will he have to accept the award in an empty arena like Dirk Nowitzki did that one year when the Rockets get blown out in the first round? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it, is, is this Rockets team... Really going to be built for the playoffs is is kind of what we were talking about last week, Kai. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think Harden makes a good case, and Harden is a. I'm going to say they're going to make the conference finals. Well, the good thing about that <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs>
0: right now. The good thing about um, you know not having to be in an empty arena to accept the award is now that they have they wait all the way till the season's done, and true. then they make a big ESPYS like show out of it.
1: That's true. That is a that so. Is true.
0: I did not watch So him. you won't have to worry about that. I did. It wasn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see Westbrook win it. But <laughs> you can't see
1: him win other things. You need to right. see him win that. So, let's not talk about the Thunder.
0: <laughs> we
1: had the Thunder wrong, too, for, for the most part. Of yeah, yeah. I did.
0: The, That's one of my things I wrote down. number two? Yeah, I did. <laughs>
1: I think you and I said not number two, but we had them at four, I think. I was really skeptical about that. but
0: you, I did not think it was short. I think you had him I think it was three. Four or 5. No, I don't have a 3. I have Spurs before. I thought you had the Spurs after, but, um... Or the yeah, Maybe, actually. I have Rockets, too. Might Anyways, but yeah, we, we were wrong about that, for sure. And I'll take that one down, because I had them at number 2. <laughs> but, uh, one thing I do want to say is... The Thunder have been struggling to kind of find their role in everything. But I think within these last couple of games, I know they lost to the Nets, and, um... They lost another close one after a back to back after that triple overtime game. But they have been passing the ball a lot better. I know that their biggest um, criticism was that they weren't passing the ball enough and that they were passing, they had the least amount of passes in the league per game, which I didn't know was a thing until I looked, heard that. But uh, I looked it up and they've been passing it a lot better. They've been. The last time I looked it up, after uh, they lost the game after uh, the triple overtime game, they were right at the Spurs for in the five game stretch for passes among a game.
2: Yeah, they're definitely trying to pass the ball, but I don't know how. the Westbrook has managed to shoot even worse than he did last year. I mean, but yeah, last they're game they're too open. That's
0: why. It, <laughs> yeah. that's why. It, <laughs> last game, what did he shoot? Like ten for thirteen. That's like a doesn't happen very often, does it? I know, but I'm just saying it's become this no, team. The this team is finding like their rhythm. I think I don't think they've played the
2: best competition yet for us to say that. I mean, except other than the Warriors, what other like notable win have they had this
0: year? Didn't did look up notable <laughs> wins before we started the, this. Yeah,
1: that team should be better than it is and may find its rhythm towards the yeah. end so that it can win. It's it's. It'll probably be at like a, at least like a top six seed. Most likely. I'd be shocked if they made it to two. If they make it to two, there's been a lot of injuries around the league, and I'm pretty sure you're <laughs> the one going around hitting knees at that. <laughs> they,
0: they won't make it top two, but I do... They'll be number four, I think. Number four? Do
2: have, like, T-Wolves falling, or what?
0: I mean, what, two and a half games? Oh, like, two like, games back? like, six games
2: over 500. Six or seven. They're...
0: The Thunder are only, like, two games behind. Really? Right, yeah. Right. Let, me see. let me just check that out. Anyways... Um, Two and a half
2: games.
1: So, but ba- Boston yeah. still being the number one seed in the East. Do you you feel like that's gonna happen, or you think Cleveland's hitting?
0: I had Cleveland above, and I do think that Cleveland. I think this team still has something to prove. Isaiah Thomas has something to prove. LeBron <coughs> has a lot less to prove, but I think he's still kind of yeah,
2: He's like he keeps saying that this is the best he's felt somehow in his entire career, even though he's old but I mean yeah.
1: Mario and I had Boston. I, I think Boston sticks it out. They they tend to be a good regular season. I d I don't know that I have them uh going to the finals over Cleveland, uh, especially depending on how Thomas comes and looks when he gets back. But I, I, I think the Celtics can definitely keep the the ball rolling for the for the number one seed. Um hasn't helped them in the past, but we'll see what but <laughs> uh, stick with it. I'm really interested
0: to see how uh, some of the lower teams like the Pacers. The Pacers up there. The Pacers, the Bucks. Oh yeah, I definitely want to say that I had the Pacers wrong because I think we all missed them on our playoffs thing. I think mm-hmm. I had them at number
2: ten. Deep is a clear-cut most improved player, right? Probably, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, even New York. I mean, that, they're an interesting team to watch sometimes. Top eight somehow. <laughs> But yeah, I want to see how the Pacers and the Bucks do uh, in this upcoming playoffs. Uh, I don't know if the 76ers will be healthy enough to and We all kind of had them
1: on the fringe. We all said that there's enough talent. Let's see if they can put it together for a whole season. Yeah. And already, that's kind of where that their season's gone. So yeah. Embiid can play back-to-backs or something. Because he's been out recently, right? You're not supposed yeah. to say the word back around Embiid. It just <laughs> isn't.
2: It doesn't work. Triggers triggers the back.
0: Yeah, he. Th- they need to figure out what they can do f- for him. Just the fact that he's so tall, and <laughs> I mean, other than him being so tall, I don't, I can't really point to a thing that.
1: Dude. Well, they got to do a minutes restriction until he can get strong enough, and he's he's not NBA strong yet. I mean, do you, do you guys think they should have played all those overtimes? No, not with him. I'll no, so and I mean. <laughs> The thing too, into the NBA, it's not like the NFL where every game matters. Yeah. Right. To that point, you know, it's a long season. Playing for one overtime if you want, but after that,
0: yeah, he especially right with on. such a player like him, um, I think they really regretted it too because he's been missing quite a few games afterwards. They didn't even win. Right. If they won, maybe they don't regret it. But even then, it's. Still, only one game,
1: and. But how often do you look back on one game in the NBA and say, "Ooh, that's the one that, that really changed everything for us." I mean, I don't think probably, a triple.
0: Probably this last Thunder Jazz game. I
1: don't think uh, <laughs> a triple overtime that you and it and how many times are you gonna look back and say, "Ooh, we lost that one. And if we had only just won that one," you know. And instead, you might be looking back on it and saying, "Man, if we hadn't played him for so long, he'd still be out with us, and he'd still yeah. be playing." So. Um. I, I'm not saying that winning isn't important. Obviously, you got to win the games to make sure that you're. But it's uh, a marathon. It is, and and we've seen over the years, over the past few years now, that your top coaches are resting players. They're not. They're not doing it. Those are the teams that you know. LeBron takes like a month off in the summer just to go yeah. banana boating. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> one of the other things I had wrong, I had Ennis Kanter being um, the Sixth Man of the Year. And that was before the Carmelo-Anthony trade. So now he's a starter with the Knicks. And he's doing really well. So I think if he were in that position, he'd probably... If he was still on the Thunder, I think they'd be using him to their strength a lot. But obviously since he's not even a six-man anymore, he's not eligible for that. I feel pretty confident with my six-man pick. I picked Lou
2: Williams, but obviously there's a lot of competition this year everyone's yeah. saying well, like, I don't know why but people are saying Wade I don't really see that happening but then I can see D-Wade making
1: it Wade's an interesting one he's got a couple he's a big name which they like yeah. his first year on the winning. bench winning and his numbers haven't been too bad I mean is
2: winning that important for sixth men of the year do they really he has to be a playoff team at
0: least
1: yeah Manu I won was... all those years and they were winning I mean that's, yeah. I think I think I think most of these awards go to your winners they don't go to your
0: they do, yeah. I mean you he's just not have to like good.
1: twelve points a game.
0: I I'm just saying, like, you know, he's got the name. Um all right. he may not have the stats, but like I think we
2: will people, just literally having like an, like um I
1: think he'll get like a few all star builds to be honest. I don't also underestimate the fact that here is a guy who is or was an all star every year, a guy who everybody loved in the league. Basically ran a franchise, and now he's willing to come off the bench. People are going to vote for that just because of the yeah. sentimental factor. I think, and it, maybe it's not right. I think your pick is probably better, stats wise, and and maybe maybe. Uh, but it's not like deserving wise. It, it's, uh, it just I think no,
0: it's but I mean no, I isn't it? The people who vote are journalists, right? Right. So, I mean, in a sense... I don't they'll have that much of a sentimental factor on journalism and stuff. It was, all, like, fan-picking. All I've heard is, like, constantly just acceptance for what he's done and kind of praising yeah, the know. sacrifice that he's made. So, with that being said, from journalists, not just, like, random Cleveland Cavalier fans... I hope it doesn't happen. I can see it... I can see it being a big effect, and... I mean, we talked about this last time. You pair that with how Melo has reacted to questions about coming off the bench, which could probably be better for the team. It gave him a lot more chance to shine in a one-on-one play with, I don't know. <laughs> By the way, if Mello
1: comes off the bench and starts doing that, he might win six men of the year. He might have enough points yeah. and everything to do that, too. So. He's very against it, so... No. <laughs> They'll never convince him, but but that would be really interesting. Yeah, he's not eligible anymore. Is he? He started too many games. I have no idea. How how often? That'd be a good question. How many starts do you have to? Sure. I mean, Embiid won Rookie of the Year with half the games started, right? Or not even half the games. He
0: was a candidate, but Malcolm Brock...
1: Well, yeah, 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 but he was uh, a candidate. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's interesting. That's a good question.
0: Um, okay, so the last one that I have is the Rockets. This was probably the worst one. I said that the Rockets would not be this good, and I didn't think that at having um, James Harden and Chris Paul together on the same team would work out. I also thought that their personalities might not mesh, and I just was... All types of wrong about that. I think the reason it works so well is because the Rock is such
2: a such a, like a freelance type of offense. They just they just go out there and play. It's like a pickup game kind of. Yeah. It can be fun to watch at times, but like sometimes
1: it can be. Well, that staggering of minutes yeah. has, has really done. Hey, that it. I don't think anybody it. saw saw that coming as a game plan too. But also when they
2: play together, I mean they play they play mm-hmm. really well. They I think people underestimated how well. Both of these guys are off the ball, like spot-up shooters, I mean, they can shoot the ball well. Chris Ball has been shooting. His attempts from the three have gone up a lot, and he's been shooting it really well. So has James Harden. And if one of them's doing bad, the other player picks it up. And then you have Capella, as Kai said, um, for the most improved. He's been playing really well, too. Yeah. And I think what people really also do not see coming is the defense. Um, they added... Definitely did not. P.J. Tucker. Chris Paul. I mean, they're all really great defensive players. I think two of them are all NBA defensive players. Um, you can have Mabu to a PJ Tucker guarding the best opposing wing player, and then you can have you can have Chris Paul just focus on defense on the opposing guard at times, and just like James Harden, have the workload on offense. So, yeah, I saw this coming. I'm just gonna
1: <laughs> that.
0: Yeah. Well, do any of you guys want to bring up
1: anything else? No, I don't have to keep saying I was wrong about things. We're, we're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you? If you had to guess
0: right now, I'm pretty sure we all were pretty confident that it was just going to be another Cleveland Warriors rematch. Are we still on the same boat? I don't know. I, I will take
1: Cleveland.
2: I don't know. I mean, if Boston somehow manages to acquire Anthony Davis...
1: I
0: don't think that's gonna happen. This that's season. Gonna,
1: although if they get if happens, they get Gordon Hayward yeah. back, that could be interesting for the East too. That that might be a, a a little bit of a push. And there's been some talk that he'll come back late towards the playoff push. Um, I just I it's never smart to to bet against LeBron James, so I'm not gonna do it this time. I'll I'll still stick with <laughs> Cleveland.
2: Yeah, I've got Cleveland.
0: Well, yeah,
1: their only
2: competition really is Boston. I mean, does anyone really think that the Raptors are gonna? Do anything in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I, I got someone new in the West.
2: I'll take the field in the West. Yeah, I, I think it's... I think there's just... I mean, I feel like it's probably going to be the Warriors, but I think there's a lot more competition this year. I think the Spurs and the Rockets... Um, and the Thunder. I mean, if they somehow pick it up, they can <laughs> have good matchups, and they've showed they can beat the, the Warriors. Yeah. But that's all. If... They managed to somehow even make it to that round where they Mm -hmm. have to play the Warriors.
0: Um, What I want to see is the Spurs and the Warriors play in the second round and maybe a little revenge from Kawhi because I really thought that they could have pulled off that series. (coughs) I've probably beat the the dead horse saying this so much, but... I'm especially with Lamarcus Aldridge playing a lot better this season and Mm -hmm. I know that's because Kawhi's been out but he's fine this is or not Kawhi Um, Lamarcus Aldridge has finally had his moment to show to the coaching staff and to the NBA what he can really do on the court and I think that you know he didn't have that for the past whatever season and maybe
1: more importantly he showed it to himself that he still has it and can can lead a team. So with Kawhi coming, I, I think the Spurs could, you know, catch fire right at the right time going into the playoffs. Kawhi should start playing full minutes, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, just look at how good they yeah. are
2: and their so best players night. Play. Right, The record is just a testament to how good that team is. I mean, you have these young guys, Jonathan Murray, um, Forbes, and I don't know. They're all just really picking up the slack for Kawhi being hurt. It just shows how good how well a coach the team is, and right. how good players are.
1: This seems like the year that the Warriors do not make it, and it's. I, I'm not saying I, I think the Spurs will win. I think that that the the Rockets can take them down early on. Um, you know, I I think the Thunder could take them if the the Thunder play play well, and this could be an early exit for the the Warriors. I'm not. I'm not guaranteeing that. I'm not saying anything there, but. Um, this could be the year that they they run into that wall. That yeah. second round is going to be interesting. Yeah. Sure. You
0: said you had the field. Um, it, if you have to choose one team, what team
1: makes the finals? If I have to pick a team, I, I, would, I trust the Spurs the most. Um, and that's mostly hoping that somebody would knock out the Warriors early and then thinking that the Spurs can make it past the Rockets uh, mostly because I think they out they outcoach the Rockets. Yeah. And every year has passed. The Rockets, I think, have been probably the more talented team, people would say, coming into it with Harden and the way they have shooters and things like that. And every year, Greg Popovich somehow gets out of that round. Right. With them.
0: Mario, you said you had the Celtics in the East. Well, no. like, as a no. possible team? Or no. you going to track that? Okay. I, I want it to happen, but, yeah. Um, I, anybody I, in the West? I mean, um, I feel like the Rockets have
2: a bunch of... I mean, a few injury-prone players, like Chris Paul, Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. and yeah. Mabuta got hurt. So, I mean, I think the, they might get hurt coming close to the playoffs, but hopefully it doesn't happen. If it doesn't, I think... I think they have the biggest chance of making the finals over the Warriors, but if they get hurt, I think the Spurs will win. And I think it all comes down to um, how the standings end up towards the end of the season. Because like, we all know the Thunder match up really well with the Warriors. So we have to see kind of who gets the first seed, second seed, who has to play each other in the second round, who has like the tougher first round matchup. Right. So they're all well rested and things like that. Cause I mean, you don't want to play like, I don't think anyone really wants to play like the Pelicans in the first round. Right. Probably going to be
0: the Warriors if they make the playoffs. Um, But
2: other than that, I mean, you don't want to play Portland either. Oh. Uh, I mean, who's, who else is in the the bottom of the West? Do we say
0: what else is Like Portland, the Pelicans. Um, the Jazz are out of it right now, but the they're a game back. The Clippers are um, the tenth spot, I believe.
1: Well, so, who do you, who do you have for your matchup right now? Warriors. <laughs> Warriors. <laughs> Warriors. Cavs. Warriors. Cavs still. Yeah, I, I mean, mean,
0: we can talk all about. I want to see something different for entertainment sake and storyline sake i i can't keep watching the same super team play this other super team and it's the same storyline i i'm so sick of it the fact that it's just been so lopsided until this season really and until i see something different happen i mean we can talk about injuries for the rocket. Like we talk about injuries and stuff and even the Warriors have injury prone players themselves. You Let's have Seth Curry, healthy, and Kevin Durant. If they're all healthy, I still think that the Warriors would probably make it, but I do think that the there's a much better chance that they
1: won't. I I really think this is the year that the Warriors lose and and I'm banking probably very heavily on that being an injury related thing. I think these guys who are prone to injuries and you can already see it kind of coming up right now, you know, they played a lot of games the past three years and I think this is the year that they're really kind of running into that injury bug. And Yeah. um, We'll see. I mean, if they're healthy, they're one of the best teams as always, if not maybe one of the best teams of all time. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how much that helps. But I, it just feels like it's a year where someone's going to get hurt for them. Some of these guys are just getting older, like Iguodala, mm-hmm.
2: West, and you see Curry has been hurt recently. It was ankle injury, right? Yeah. It is yeah. a bad ankle injury. Bad ankle in yeah.
1: so, And even Draymond's been missing a couple of games too, I think. so. Yeah.
0: KD's had his, not this season, but he's had his own Maybe. injury Another problems. Clay has been having a career
2: year, right? Shooting the ball, I think. He's been... Pretty sure he's been having a really good year
1: compared to... The I mean,
0: they're series. still winning without all these players. They won last That's night, right?
1: Right. <laughs> I, it's They're a good team. I mean, like we talked about the Spurs, the it, their record is a testament to how they're a good team. Same thing for the Warriors. The Warriors are a really good team, it, and even if one or two of them go down, they still seem to have people that can... You know, when you have four or five All-Stars, you're going to have people that just step up and do it. KD has been going off. Right. 30 points every
0: time. Yeah, I mean, injuries may not affect teams that much in the regular season, but I think you guys are right. I think these, at least Western Conference playoffs, are going to be largely based on who's hurt. Mm -hmm. Because with all these good teams, odds are one of them's going to have... Kawhi could be hurt, Westbrook could be hurt... Each team has their own person that's been dealing with injuries.
1: Right, exactly.
2: Yeah. And I think especially this year, because um, we usually say the West is you know, the power conference. Yeah. And like you need to have a good, really good record just to make the playoffs. But I think the yeah. the top of the West is where the best teams are at the moment. But um, we look at the bottom of the standings of the, the West, and I think the teams are... Mediocre. Yeah, they're really lacking the talent there. Or I don't know what's up if it's like a slow start, but I mean, you have the fifth seed being right at 500. Yeah. And that's
1: really unusual for the Western
0: Conference. And then uh, the East has every playoff team is above 500. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's going to be a good close to the year, I think, and I think setting us up well for some good playoffs, too.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see how all these things go. Uh, maybe we'll have to talk about what we got wrong and right again at the end <laughs> of the season or once playoffs come up, but. Right now, it's been really nice talking. Thanks for being on, Steve and Mario.
1: And stay tuned in a week or two for another episode of Kyle and Life. Son of a
2: bitch! Give me a drink!